And now, WBW Theater. Welcome to WBW Theater. Listen to a series of radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, thrillers, westerns, all dedicated to preserving the golden age of radio. Those thrilling days of yesteryear, way back when families gathered together around the living room radio to join the theater of the mind. Listen now as we take you way back when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to WBW Theater. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Jeff Davis welcoming you on the home of Champions Network of the New York Yankees to baseball time from Fenway Park in Boston. Under cloudy skies, somewhat threatening, I'd say at this point, it might rain at almost any time the way it looks now. We're about to play the Boston Red Sox, and, of course, the Yankees send your way all of the thrills of the play-by-play. Description by Mel Allen, voice of the Yankees, and his traveling sidekick, Bill Rizzuto. Yours truly along for the ride, and words here and there for Atlantic. P. Ballantyne & Son, the co-sponsor, brews the famous three-ring Ballantyne beer, the crisp refresher anytime. And now the largest selling beer in the East. In the first half of today's game, your host, Atlantic dealers everywhere, and the Atlantic Refining Company, bringing you sensational Atlantic Imperial gasoline, your car's power mate for 58. Atlantic keeps your car on the go. For business, for pleasure, in any kind of weather, Atlantic keeps your car on the go. When you want to go places and do things, what a pleasure your driving can be. For quality products and not service, your Atlantic dealer is a man to see. Atlantic keeps your car on the go, 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 keep on the go with Atlantic. Yes, sir, the good old summertime is here. It's summery at Fenway in Boston as far as temperature's concerned. And we're hoping that we won't get a summer thunder shower before this game is over. Starting lineups are about set. Phil Rizzuto's over there checking the last of his uh, scorecard. He'll keep score, of course, as he describes the play. Engineer Pappy Durkin of Sports Network. Phil Velastro, looking tall and handsome and well-tanned. The golfer in our engineering crew in the home of Champions Network. Well, now, let's see. Batting for the Yankees today, leading off, and playing in right field, Hank Bauer. Batting second at shortstop, Tony Kubek. Batting third in center field, Mickey Mandel. Batting cleanup and catching, Yogi Berra. Batting fifth for Casey, Gil McDougald at second base. Batting sixth in left field, young Norm Seaburn. Batting seventh at third base, Jerry Lumpy. Batting eighth at first base, will be Marv Thronberry, Muscarin, uh, still out, but available for pinch-hitting duties. And pitching today and batting ninth will be Don Larson. For the Boston Red Sox, Don Budden, shortstop, batting number one, Don Budden, playing in the short field. Batting in the second uh, slot will be second baseman, Pete Runnels. Batting third, Ted Williams in the left field. Batting cleanup, Frank Malzone, the third baseman. Batting number five in the order, right fielder Jackie Jensen. Batting sixth at first base, Dick Gurnett. Batting seventh in center field, Jimmy Pearsall. Batting eighth and catching, tall Sammy White. And batting ninth and pitching in another start against the Yankees, whom he finds so difficult to beat, will be Tom Brewer. And of course, if Mr. Brewer has it, well, that's the way it'll be, a victory for him. If the Yankees get to his pitching service, delivery, well, it could be a victory. That's why the game is played, isn't it? 
Back at the plate, calling balls and strikes will be Frank Humon. Behind, uh, I should say, at first base will be the senior umpire, still active in the American League, Bill Summers. At second base, Jim Hunnichick. And at third base, Hank Soar. Also in the broadcasting box, of course, Mel is quite a distance from us on the radio end. He's over in the television cameras for the Metropolitan New York City audience. And uh, NBC is here today. Leo DeRocher uh, doing the play-by-play with his uh, sidekick. Oh, it's, uh, it's fully covered. Of course, Kurt, Kurt Gowdy, voice of the Boston Red Sox, is right next door to us with radio and TV for the Boston Red Sox uh, network service. So we're ready to look at the action. May I remind you again, Valentine and Atlantic bring you another game and another great season of Yankee play all over the home of Champions Network. Our broadcast, by authority of the New York Yankees, intended solely for the private enjoyment of you, our listening audience. Any rebroadcast or the use of the play-by-play description without the express consent of the Yankees is prohibited. We're not in our usual spot today, to be truthful, as far as radio casting is concerned. We're usually a little more toward back of the plate. Uh, Phil is over to the far right end of the new area that's been given to us, and we're a little higher up than usual. But we'll see all of the action on all of the field, and uh, I hope you enjoy the thrills of the action. Baseball is coming week. We'll be on our network, sort of hit and miss, and uh, we'll have a look at the schedule. Let me see. We'll have uh, a single game tomorrow, and the stations might note that also. I think Phil Velaster on the conference calls monitor service before the game indicate to be a single game here come the umpires out on the field Bill Summers leading them toward home plate Casey Stengel he coming out of the dugout pauses the top step and has the cards make sure that order is correct the manager always checks that you know because once the card is presented to the senior umpire of the day the umpire in chief of a ball game that's the way the fellows have to bat and there have been instances in years gone by where uh, one fellow would be in the wrong spot or not what the manager intended. But whenever the listing is, when the umpire receives it, it cannot be changed until the first time around. Well, now let's see. Next week, we'll have an off day on Monday. And on uh, Tuesday, it will be a blank day on the network. Wednesday, Cleveland at Yankee Stadium. It'll be part of a lengthier homestand for the New York Yankees, the last homestand at the stadium against the Western Ball Clubs. Thursday night will be another open day because it's a night game against Chicago. Friday we'll have a broadcast in the afternoon against the White Sox. So next Wednesday and next Friday afternoons, and then, of course, into next weekend. A week from today, Chicago, uh, last ladies' day of the season. It will be at Yankee Stadium, and a big doubleheader against Detroit a week from tomorrow, Sunday, August the 24th. Get your tickets, join us in person, or tune Yankee Broadcast with Mel, Red Barber, Phil Rizzuto, and yours truly, Jeff Davis, all from the stadium when the team's at home. Well, the days are flying by. We're getting near the end of the season. Well, fans are still coming in, Fenway. It's going to be a packed ballpark today. And this rivalry, of course, is one that draws fans as fast at Fenway as it does at Yankee Stadium. Or only last weekend, they set a great record again or I should say it's been the first uh, largest crowd rather let's put it that way since 1951 it was old timers day here seven days later that's part of history again and we're on to another chapter they break up the huddle at home plate Phil Casey breaks into a sprint and then stops Casey always puts on a show for the customers 
You make him believe he's coming up into the stands and then breaks over into the Yankee dugout. And now Casey's calling all the Yankee ball players to line up on the top step of the Yankee dugout. And the Red Sox ball players are doing the same thing. Lining up along the top of the dugouts. And we're just waiting for the announcement over the public address system. Fred Cusick, who does such a fine job up here at Fenway Park. He's also the director of sports on WEEI here in Boston. Now all the players are lined up. And now the announcement. Everyone stand for a moment of silence in tribute to Babe Ruth. game for a special bulletin from the WOKO newsroom and now we go to special reporter Charles Mern on the scene. This is Charles Mern of the news staff of WOKO reporting from a scene of a fatal shooting here in Albany. A Mr. Carhart estranged from his family returned to the house to shoot his wife and son uh, and then uh, shot himself. It is believed that Mr. Carhart is dead and uh, the wife and son are in critical condition or possibly may have died by now. Three smaller children escaped to a neighbor's house uh, by uh, escaping through a rear door. The children came running to a neighbor shouting, uh, Daddy just shot Mommy. Uh, the uh, victims had been removed from the scene. The uh, scene of the shooting was 665 Delaware Avenue in Albany. You have just heard a special report from special reporter Charles Murn on the scene to the WOKO newsroom. Any further details will be brought to you immediately over old reliable WOKO, first in Albany, New York. We return you now to Fenway Park in Boston. 
look in on the scene and see which club is victorious. Phil? Yep, the times that I faced him, the times that the Yankee players have faced him, they say that he has as sharp a curveball and as live a fastball as any other pitcher in the big leagues. It's just that certain pitches don't do well against certain teams, no matter how hard they try, no matter how much stuff they have on the ball. Hank Bauer steps into the batter's box. Hank's batting 288. He has 17 doubles, six triples, 10 homers, and 39 runs batted in. Red Sox defeated the Yankees last night. Young Ted Bosfield turning in a nice job. The first pitch of the ball game, high inside. Bauer leans away from a high inside fastball. Ball one. Frank Crescetti coaching down at third. Ralph Hauk over at first. The sun is trying to break through an overcast sky. The 1-0 pitch is strike one call. Sidearm curveball nipped the outside corner. And as we told you, we're between third and home doing this game. And our look at the plate is a little different than from right and back of the plate. There's a high fly to short left center field. Jimmy Pearsall with the glasses down under it. Makes the catch for out number one. Bauer flies to Pearsall in short left center field. And the field has dried out beautifully since last night. Last night there were puddles all over the field. The outfield is slipping and sliding around. A lot of credit goes to the ground crew here at Fenway Park and of course to Tom Yorkie, the owner, and Joe Cronin, the general manager. Keep things in wonderful shape here. Tony Kubek swings and sends a ground ball. Button backhands at the throw to first. In time to get Tony Kubek a beautiful play by Don Button. Who had to go in the hole between third and short backhand the ball and fire to first to get Tony Kubek and Tony can go down that line two away and here's Mickey Mantle Kubek went up there hitting 274 Mickey's batting 306 he has 16 doubles no triples 33 homers and 72 runs batted in on deck Yogi Berra the pitch to Mantle. Strike one, he swings and misses. Crowd loves to get on Mickey up here. Just about any park. The pitch to Mickey is a curve in the dirt. Rolls back to the screen. One and one. Sammy White is checking his catcher's glove. That ball went right through the webbing. Sammy ties a couple of knots in it. Very dangerous, of course, especially with men on base. Should a ball go through the webbing. One ball, one strike, two out here on the top of the first. No score. The pitch is hit high in the air to left center field. Williams and Pierce all over. They're both calling for it. Williams makes the catch as Pierce all crosses in back of him in deep left center field. And for the Yankees in the top of the first inning. No runs, no hits, no Red Sox errors, and nobody left on base. The score at the end of one half inning of play. The Yankees nothing, and the Red Sox coming to bat. Well, the way they'll summarize that, of course, three up, three down. Well, the big season for summer driving has been on for quite some days and weeks. And pretty soon the summer months will be at an end. But there are many more wonderful driving days still remaining on into the pretty month of September, in which we say goodbye to summer and welcome the first of fall. But no matter whether you're driving distance on vacation or on a routine, regular trip or business, I'd like you to try Atlantic Imperial gasoline. You get the most from your driving, from 
Atlantic Imperial, it makes the moments back at the wheel of your automobile a genuine pleasure and a true economy. Because Atlantic Imperial gasoline is big in power, it's big in mileage and big in value. That's Imperial, today's best super-octane buy. Imperial gives you that power-mate drive, the genuine power that a big car engine of today demands, power that stretches into top economy mileage. Next time you plan a journey for business or pleasure, plan ahead with your head by starting at the Imperial pump at your Atlantic dealers, and then head for the highway and really enjoy power-mate drive. Get ready to go in the bottom of the first inning. Don Budden, Pete Reynolds, and Ted Williams. Don Larson, he's won eight and lost five. His lifetime record, he's 148 and lost 49. And he's two and one against Boston this year. And against Boston lifetime, he's won 11, lost 10. Don Budden steps into the batter's box, leading off. For the Red Sox, he led off the game last night with a double off the left field wall. He's batting 233. The first pitch is low outside, ball one. There's a foul off the mask of plate umpire Frank Umont. Frank straightens it out a little bit. Fires the new ball back to Don Larson. One on one, the count on button. One ball, one strike to count on Don Button. Nobody out, nobody on the bottom of the first. The pitch is low, ball two, two and one. As Lawson tried to change up curveball. Don, of course, pitching with the no wind-up delivery, which he started right here at Fenway Park two years ago towards the end of the year. Ball three, a high fastball inside. Three and one. Pete Reynolds on deck. one pitch. Strike two called. Button starts to get down to first base. Ball nipped the outside corner. Full count on Button. Three and two. Jack Burns coaching down at third. Del Baker over at first for the Bow Sox. Here's the payoff pitch. Ground ball. Fair ball. Ricocheting off that left field wall. Button around first and holds on. As, and then Button goes for second. He slides and he's in there with a beautiful hook slide. As Tony Kubek, in the act of picking up the ball in short left field, skidded about six feet. And when Budden saw Kubek's feet go from under him, he continued to second after he had stopped halfway around. And Kubek's throw was pulled McDougal off the bag. And let's see what they credit Budden with. They have not made an official score yet, whether that's a single and an error or a double. The ball was hit by third, as we've told you here at Fenway Park. The wall in front of the left field seats juts out to the foul line, and balls ricochet in a short left field. The shortstop has to be alert. And Kubek was, but the field is still a little wet, and he slipped in the act of picking up the ball. Button is down at second base with the first base hit of the ball game. Pete Runnels takes a pitch low, ball one. We have not had an official decision on whether that's a single or a double. The stretch, the pitch to Runnels, is in the dirt, bounces in front of the plate. Yogi knocks it down, ball two, two and nothing on Runnels. 
Pete leads the American League in batting with a 328 average. He has 25 doubles, four triples, five homers, 39 runs batted in. Don Button leading off second base. Larson stretches. The pitch to Runnels is strike one call. And now they've decided to give Don Button a double because of the wet turf out here in Fenway Park. And it wouldn't be fair to charge Kubek with an error. The stretch by Larson. The 2-1 pitch is hit on the ground to second base. McDougal up with it, fires to Thronberry for the out, but moving over to third, Don Button. He's in scoring position, and here comes Ted Williams. Ted starts digging that big hole at home plate. Man, he's going to strike oil the way he digs. He really, look at him digging down there. He could really use his shovel. Plants that left foot firmly on the ground. A splendid splitter is hitting 312. He has 17 doubles, two triples, 20 homers, and 66 runs batted in. The infield playing way back. The first pitch is below the knees, ball one. Yogi turns around, and Frank Umont follows Yogi out towards the pitcher's box. Yogi actually shows up an umpire. When he turns around and argues, there's no mistake in why Yogi is arguing. Some catchers can do it without turning their heads, but Yogi turns around, his shoulders sag. The pitch to Williams is low, ball two, two and nothing. We're in the bottom of the first inning, no score in the ball game, one away. Don Button down at third base to count two balls, no strikes on Ted Williams. On deck, Frank Malzone. The infield playing back. They're going to give the run to the Red Sox should he hit a ground ball. As they drive to left field, Stephen going back near the scoreboard, and... Makes the catch, tagging up Don Button. Here he comes, and Button scores after the catch. And the Red Sox lead one to nothing. Norm Sebron, about two feet in front of the scoreboard out left field, made that catch. The wind is blowing in a little bit. If that ball had been hit last night with the wind blowing out, it would have been against the fence for extra bases. But Ted Williams drives in his 67th run of the year, and the Red Sox lead one to nothing. Two out, and that'll bring up Frank Malzone. Malzone's batting 302. The third baseman batting in the cleanup spot. Swings, and there's a little Texas leaguer in the short left. Seaburn digging in fast, and he drops the ball. He can't hold on to it. Malzone heading for second. Seaburn throws, lying flat on the ground. The ball not in time. And Seaburn skidded at least 15 feet that time as he dove for that ball. It hit in his glove, but his momentum knocked the ball out of his glove. And Malzone continued on to second base for another double. The second base hit off Don Larson. Stephen picked up that ball, lying flat on his back, tried to throw it to second base, but it just rolled there. Malzone is in with a stand-up double. Two away, here's Jackie Jensen. Jensen is batting 310. 24 doubles, 32 homers, and 102 runs batted in. The first pitch is strike one call, a fastball down the middle. That one spot out there in left field, almost the same spot in which Kubek slipped. Seaburn slipped right near it, and they really did skid. 
There are certain low parts on the field where the water has to drain. That's one of them. The one strike pitch is low ball one one and one. into a stretch position. The 1-1 pitch is low outside ball two. Two and one on Jackie Jensen. One and nothing in favor of the Red Sox who are playing the bottom of the first. Two out. Frank Malzone down at second base. For Malzone, that was his 24th double of the year. The pitch to Jensen is low outside ball three, three and one. Three balls, one strike on Jackie. Here's the stretch. The pitch is popped in the air to short right field. Hank Bauer with the glasses down coming in. Under it and makes the catch for out number three. So for the Red Sox in the bottom of the first, one run on two base hits. No Yankee errors. One man left on base. The score at the end of one full inning, the Red Sox won and the Yankees nothing. A look at the scoreboard in the American League. Washington at Baltimore tonight. Cleveland at Chicago tonight. Detroit at Kansas City. All night games. In the National League, Philadelphia at Milwaukee. Chicago at San Francisco. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. All day games, and they all start later on. And they're the only games scheduled in the National League. So we have very little action to report. And as we told you, today marks the 10th anniversary of the day that the great Bear Brook passed away. And everyone stood for a moment of silence in respect to the Bambino. And we were looking at some of his records that he's made and some which will never be beaten. He has the highest slugging average for a year, 847. He has the most home runs for one season, 60. Most home runs lifetime, 714. Most runs scored in a season, 177. The most home runs for one month by a left-hand batter, 17. And the most bases on balls received, 170. He also has quite a few pitching records. He started his career here in Boston as a pitcher and has quite a few records. And we'll pass them along to you later on in the game. Right now, Yogi Berra stepping up to lead off for the Yankees. Here in the bottom of the second. The first pitch to Yogi is hit on the ground. Runnels over to his left, up with the ball. Flips to Grenadines, one away. And Runnels was playing Berra perfectly in the hole, way over near first base. Yogi went up there batting 263. Here's Gil McDougal, the second baseman. McDougal batting an even 260. On deck, Norm Seaburn. Last night's game, Casey Stengel had just two left-hand batters. Today he has six left-hand batters in the lineup. The pitch to Gill is low outside ball one. The only right-hand batters are Bauer, McDougal, and Larson. One-nothing pitch to McDougal is pop foul and in back of the Red Sox dugout going out of play. Ricochets off the Skyview seats, back down into the lower seats. Skyview seats here at Fenway are situated on the roof. 
They have two rows of them running from in back of first base to around here in back of third base down the left field line. Beautiful seats to watch a ball game. Tom Brewer into the windup. 1-1 pitch to Gill is hit on the ground to third. Malzone and can't get it. Right underneath his glove. He was there, but the ball scooted underneath his glove at the base hit for McDougal. And you very seldom see that happen as the first base hit of the ball game for the Yankees. Malzone picks up some dirt, throws it on the ground. He knows that he could have had that ball. He made a play last night to end the ball game on Mantle, a much tougher play. But this one, he just didn't get the glove down on the ground. So McDougal's on at first with the Yankees' first hit. Here's Norm Seabrin, the left fielder. Seabrin's batting 306. Granite holding first against McDougal. The stretch, the pitch to Seabrin is strike one call. A fastball on the outside corner. Jerry Lumpy is on deck. Here's the stretch. And the pitch. The curve is hit on the ground. Ronald's backhand to flips the button for one. Back to first. Safe at first. A beautiful play by Pete Ronald. Who went almost in back a second to backhand the ball in the same motion without taking the ball out of his glove. Flipped it backhanded to Button for the force on McDougal sliding in, but Button's throw not in time to double up Seaburn. Two nice plays by Pete Runnels, and it's two away. Seaburn at first, the batter Jerry Lumpy. Lumpy batting 282. On deck, Marv Thronberry. First pitch to Lumpy is fouled to the right of the plate and over towards the Red Sox dugout. Strike one. Sun starting to break through the clouds a little bit. They've been very lucky with the weather here for this weekend series. It's rained before and after the games, but hasn't rained during the game. A stretch by Brewer. The pitch to Lumpy is strike two call. Fastball right down the middle. Looked like Jerry was looking for the breaking stuff that time, and Brewer came in with a fastball. I tell you, if it rains today, we're all going to get soaked. We're right out in the open on a little balcony overhanging the sky view seats. Nothing over our heads except the sky. The pitch to Lumpy is bounced on one hop to Gurnett, who takes two steps to the bag for the unassisted putout. And for the Yankees in the top of the second, no runs, one hit. No Red Sox errors, one man left. The score at the end of an inning and a half, the Red Sox won and the Yankees nothing. From New England to Florida, Atlantic offers top quality in gasoline. If you want super octane power, long, long mileage, then ask for Atlantic Imperial Gasoline, the gasoline that gives you that power made drive. Imperial from Atlantic Refining means top power, power carefully designed to suit the engine requirements of cars of today and Imperial means top mileage, too, important to you during the summer's big driving season. Enjoy both of these features with Atlantic Imperial, today's best super-octane buy. Why not start PowerMate travel today at your Atlantic dealers? I'm talking particularly to those who don't have the Atlantic habit as yet. It's a wonderful thing to know that there are Atlantic dealers stations all over the East Coast from Maine to Florida, ready to serve you, and as far west as the state of Ohio, for that matter. 
And they've got all of the things that you need to enjoy the travel of your automobile. Maybe it's a two-car family. All the more reason to practice real economy and yet have the powerful gasoline supplies you need through Atlantic Imperial. Back to the ball game, Fenway Park. Dick Garnett, the bottom of the second inning. And then Pearsall and White. Garnett, Pearsall and White. Batting 232, 17 doubles, 14 homers and 52 runs batted in. The Red Sox lead one nothing here. We're in the bottom of the second. Don Larson ready. The fastball is down the middle. Strike one call. Fastball is high. Ball one, one and one. Joe Ripley's finding some more of Babe Ruth's records, especially his pitching records. We'll pass him along a little while. There's a curve. Gets by Yogi. Low and outside. Ball two, two and one. Babe Ruth's lifetime pitching record, he won 92 and lost 44. His earned run record, 2.24. And in the three years that he concentrated on pitching with the Red Sox, his records were 18 wins, 6 defeats, 23 wins, 12 defeats, 23 wins, and 13 defeats. Strike two as he foul tips a fastball. Two and two on Gurner. Matter of fact, in 1916, Ruth had the lowest earned run average. In 324 innings that he pitched, his earned run average was 1.75. The 2-2 delivery is low outside ball three, three and two. Matter of fact, they say if Ed Barrow, who was the general manager at that time with the Yankees, had not shifted Ruth to the outfield, he probably would have raided with Lefty Grove and Carl Hubble as a southpaw Hurley. He was that great. Just a tremendous natural athlete. Everybody loved him, and he loved everybody. The payoff pitch. Foul tip. Yogi can't hold on to it. Bounces out of his glove. Gurnett's got a life. Matter of fact, after Ruth became the greatest slugger, he pitched five games late in the season to draw the crowds. And he won all five. The three-two pitch is popped in the air. And back a third. Lumpy calling for it. Then Kubek says he'll try for it. And foul territory makes the catch. One away here in the bottom of the second. And the batter, Jimmy Pearsall. Pearsall's batting 244. 11 doubles, 3 triples, 8 homers, 39 runs batted in. Pitch to Pearsall is ball one, a little high and outside. Two away here. One away, rather, in the bottom of the second. Nobody on. Fastball is low. Ball two. Two nothing. The two nothing pitch is lined out in the right center field and in there for a base hit. Bow over to his right, up with the ball. Pierce all around first and holds on as Bowers throw comes into second base. A long single by Jimmy Pearsall, a right center field. Hit number three off Don Larson, and here's Sammy White, the catcher. White's batting 251. Has 12 doubles, three triples, three homers, and 25 runs batted in. 
Mark Thornberry holding first against Jimmy Pearsall. There goes Pearsall. The ball is popped in back of first, but this one going foul as White tried to duplicate Jimmy Pearsall's play of last night in that Pearsall threw his bat at the ball with Gernard running, and the ball hit the bat and just dropped over first in a short right field for a double. Sammy White almost duplicated it, but the ball curved foul just in back of first base. One strike. The Red Sox had the hit and run on that time. One away. Pearsall down at first. We're in the bottom of the second. The Red Sox lead one to nothing. Larson stretches. The pitch is low ball one, one and one. Sammy White, who has really changed his stance, asked for time as Lawson gets set to pitch. Something blue in his eye. Sammy used to stand with his feet wide apart, almost the length of the batter's box, and the bat way back. Now he's got his feet real close together and holds the bat out in front of him. Throw to first, Pierce holds back. One out. Pierce Hall leads off first. There he goes. The ball is lined in the right field, but Pearsall's going to have to hustle back. Bauer makes the catch. The throw to first. Pearsall slides, and he beats the throw. Jimmy was all the way down to second base, and White hit the ball hard. Out where he was supposed to, the opposite field, but a little too far. Bauer made the catch, and Jimmy had to slide back into first. Ahead of Hank's one-hop throw into the bag. Two out. And the bat of Tom Brewer, the pitcher. Brewer batting 196. He has 11 for 56. One double and two runs batted in. And now let's pause for station identification. Your dial is set at 1460. WOKL first in Albany, New York. And remember the Troy Viewer Ground Up follows the game today with Jack McNamee. First pitch is outside to throw down to first base, and Pearsall has to slide back in. He's in there, though. Jimmy's taking a big lay down there. He's trying to bother Lawson, and he can. And at the Yankee Stadium, he really bothered Ryan Duran, running up and down the third baseline, throwing dirt up in the air and yelling. Look at Jimmy dancing back and forth there. The pitch is low. Ball two, two and nothing. And a fella dancing off first base, or off any base, can bother a pitcher. Jackie Robinson really used to bother the pitchers. He would take just about the biggest lead of anyone I know of first and be able to get back. The stretch. Pearsall jumping back and forth. And just as Lawson's ready to deliver, Tom Brewer stepped out of the box. So Pearsall bothered the pitcher, but it was his own pitcher who was at bat, Tom Brewer. Brewer got tired of waiting there and asked for time. Crowd getting a big bang out of Pearsall. Dancing off first. Here's the stretch. The pitch is low ball three. That's three and nothing. And he definitely is getting lost in to think about him over there because he's not concentrating on the batter. Casey Stengel is yelling from the Yankee dugout, get the hitter, never mind that runner at first base. After all, he doesn't want to walk a pitcher. Look at Pearsall, the pitch. Ball four. And that hand is for Jimmy Pearsall more than for Tom Brewer. Pearsall really rattled down Larson while he was on first base. The first walk of the ball game. 
And that brings up Don Budden, who led off with a double in the first inning. As he hit a ground ball just over third base, ricocheted off the wall in a short left field. Don Budden now has 19 doubles. First pitch is pop foul and back of first and over the roof and out of play. Strike one. Button, a right hand hitting shortstop, digging in. Here's the stretch by Larson. Curve is hit. Oh, a beautiful play by Jerry Lumpy. A line drive that Lumpy had a lunge to his left for, leap up in the air at the same time, and just did glove. And as Pearsall went by, he threw his hands up in the air. A nice play by Lumpy, taking a base hit away from Don Button. For the Red Sox, in the bottom of the second, no runs, one hit. No Yankee errors, two men left on base. The score at the end of two full innings. The Red Sox won, and the Yankees nothing. If you drive a car, here's one worry off your shoulders. New Atlantic Safety Service Lubrication. Thorough lubrication, plus at no extra cost to check with the battery tires, radiator, fan belt, and windshield wipers. Don't forget, in the week to come, we'll have baseball for you in two afternoons. It'll be Wednesday and Friday over this station to which you're now tuned. And we cordially invite you on behalf of Atlantic Dealers and the Atlantic Refining Company to uh, tune us in. All right? All of the action. This coming weekend at Yankee Stadium, there'll be games Friday, Saturday, against the White Sox, and also on uh, Sunday, a doubleheader against the Detroit Tigers, a week from tomorrow. Tomorrow, Sunday, will be a single game, the close of this weekend visit by the Yankees that started Thursday afternoon, played last night, today, and tomorrow at Fenway Park. And, of course, all men may be destined to fade from memory, but one of the last ball players forgotten will be Babe Ruth. Marv Thronberry steps into the batter's box as we get ready to go here in the top of the third. The first pitch to Thornberry is hit on the ground at second base. Runnels up with it. Over to Gurnett, and it's one away. Thornberry was up there batting 223. That'll bring up Don Larson, the pitcher. Larson is batting 326. He's 14 for 43, has one double, three homers, and 12 runs batted in. One or nothing in favor of the Red Sox are in the top of the third with one out and nobody on. Wind up by Tom Brewer. The curve is low and inside ball one. Here's the one nothing delivery. A drive to left center field. Pearsall going back under it and makes the catch. And Jimmy is stepping gingerly over. What must be a puddle there, it must be. There's Jimmy kicking his spikes, getting the water off him. That's another one of those low spots here at Fenway where the water drains off. Now Jimmy's walking around it as long as he doesn't have to run through it to get a ball. Quite an actor, Jimmy Pearsall. 
quite a ball player. Two away, and here's Hank Bauer. Bauer fly to Pearsall in center field in the first inning. Hank batting 287. First pitch to Hank is strike one call, a fastball down the middle. Tom Brewer is six feet, 175 pounds. He was born in Wadesboro, North Carolina, now lives in Sharoa, South Carolina. The curve is just inside ball one, one one. Last year, Brewer won 16, lost 13. Pitch to Hank. He's hit on the ground. Button it short up with it. The long throw. Gurnett jumps up in the air, but Bauer is safe. As Gurnett jumped up in the air to get the high throw, he tried to tag Bauer coming by, but Hank was across first. That'll go as an error for Don Button. Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater.